0: What's happening, people? This is the Boom Boom Room. And it is a sad occasion. This is the final episode of the Boom Boom Room. Episode 16. We've made it all the way through the season. I am your host, Ron Slay, VFL SEC legend, the voice from a player's perspective, right here in the Boom Boom Room. Boom Boom Rooms brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Johnny Pratt and Paul Pratt Jr. Great guys. Salute to them for giving us this platform. Salute to Miss Linda for giving us this platform. Jason for standing in with us. We'll get to the thank yous at the end. But you can follow us right now on Ron Slay on Facebook Live, Ron Slay 35 on Instagram Live, and on Periscope Ron Slay 35 also on Twitter. People, it's another rainy one. Every Friday from 5 to 6, you get me right here on your docket for an hour on your drive home discussing all things vols and all things sports, but most importantly, vols. That you listening to, Phil Collins, people. That has been the intro and the outro to the Boom Boom Room for 16 weeks. Remember, don't worry, people. Don't worry, I got you. We got a caller right away in the Boom Boom Room. Don't forget, people, the number is 615-794-1950. We got a caller right now. We're going to get to him immediately before we get into the recap of the Kentucky beatdown, the recap of senior night uh, against Mississippi State, also the final regular season game against Auburn tomorrow. I'm going to dive in a little bit about LSU and the SEC tourney coming up and where we see the Final Four ending up. So, first on the line, Boom Boom Room member Marcus, talked to to me. Welcome to the Boom Boom Room. What do you got for me? I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> Congratulations. We're proud of you, man. 16 weeks. candy you saw your coffee. No doubt about it. I appreciate room. that. <laughs> appreciate that, man. That's, that's, that's Marcus, man. Skill wing. My guy, he was in on the show. Didn't yeah. want to speak on the show, but you know that's that's my guy. I rock with him, man. Uh, pushed me on out the door to get this thing cranked up and started, and here we are, man, in week 16. So, people, let's jump straight into it. I told you last week I got on my soapbox. I started to preach i told you what had to go on what did our boys do they responded keys to the game i said we gotta win the rebounding battle the physicality we gotta win we gotta get back to hanging i hat on the toughs. that got us to this point point. and when i say us i'm talking about ut's men's basketball team. the 15 and 2 volunteers the 25 home game winning streak still intact throughout the season 25 straight games people undefeated at home for the season sec play those two games one remaining tomorrow but but the big thing was Kentucky, cause they they spanked us. I told y'all they spanked. Now let's talk about what really happened in this rematch on Rocket Top. The difference between the game at UK and the game on Rocket Top. The toughness was one. Immediately, first play, Kyle Alexander wins the tip ball. They go down, set a cross screen for Admiral Schofield. Kyle Alexander lays 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 into PJ Washington. Make him feel the screen. Got called for an illegal screen, but in my eyes, that's how you set the tone. Today there will be no punking. If I got to take a foul to show that? I'm going to show it right here on the defensive end or the offensive end. Just happened to be the offensive end. They called a foul. wasn't a moving screen. But, you know, the refs, they know it could get a little chippy, so they tried to blow the whistle a little early. Did that matter? No. The outcome. Handed it. I said handed it to Kentucky. When I say spanking, I mean spanking. The first matchup, 86-69 in favor of Kentucky. On Rocky Top 71-52. That people, for the number four team in the nation to go and get 52 points, their lowest output since 2011. 2008, I believe their lowest output since 2008 against Vandy. Matter of fact, fact check me on that, people. I'm pretty sure. I'm positive. I'm jumping on out there. They scored 48 points against Vandy that day. We held them to 52. Now, since 2008, that's what draft picks coming through there. One and done. Coach Kyle in there. Championships won. All that. Lockdown. So the game was taken personal. And all I remember during the first matchup was them talking about P.J. Washington, which he was killing. But they tried to automatically crown him as the SEC player of the year from one game? Like Grant Williams wasn't going to have nothing to say about that. Like Admiral Schofield wasn't going to have nothing to say about that. And see, this is where you get to see the character that's in these young men. They could have easily went out there and said, we're going to shoot them out the gym. Nah. We're going to run them out the gym and we ain't going to let them get a bucket. That's a little bit different. They held them boys for nine and a half minutes scoreless in the first half. Now, if you <laughs> if you ever played sports, um, whether it be football, baseball, or any kind of sport, and have had the opportunity to play it at a a high level to hold a team for nine and a half minutes with the talent that they have with the quote-unquote scc player of the year in pj pj washington who was coming off of they were raving about it people 10 games straight averaging over 20 Keldon johnson coming into his own highly touted recruit from oak hill academy tyler harrow coming into his own shooting the laces off the ball Hagins with the lockdown defense that he has should be able to get turnovers and steals easy buckets in transition you tell me. They held them for nine and a half minutes. Hey man, I I, I I think the mantra of we are tough, that goes with Tennessee. Now, y'all remember we were playing a big payback. There ain't no other form of payback other than shutting somebody up or shutting somebody out. And that's what happened. PJ Washington, solid game. What'd he have? Nine for 13 from the free throw line. The man finished with 13 points, four turnovers, three rebounds. The SEC Player of the Year, people. That's what Jay Biller said. Now, the reigning SEC Player of the Year. Grant Williams, he just had a measly, a measly, 24 and 7. <laughs> but the key to it all, the head of the snake, Jordan Bone, from right here in Nashville, Tennessee. 27 points, 11 or 15. Any way you want to cut it, slice it, uh, uh, chew it, uh, pick it up and dump it, whatever you want to do. The man gave him 27 on CBS, national, national TV. That's how you respond. They said Jordan Bone was missing the LSU game when Tremont Waters didn't play. UT lost at the buzzer. That wasn't enough. They said he, he was just he, he he wasn't his old self. They left him off the Bob Cousy Award list, the finalists, top five play, P, PGs in the country. They left him off that list. So what does he respond to do? Just get on national television and give him 27 points, a lockdown defender, and Hagen, the number four team in the nation that spanked y'all before. 11 for 15. He gave what they wanted, people. He gave exactly what they wanted. Now you may add, ask, what what did Admiral Schofield do? Nothing but take on the challenge of stopping PJ Washington. That's it. Lockdown defender. See they what what they got away with up there in Rupp. And I told y'all this before. They got away with P.J. Washington not having to guard Grant Williams on the other end. So this time, we mixed it up. Grant, you ain't got to guard P.J. on this end. We're going to put admiral on him. And what did he do? Accept the challenge. The whole night. Lock, 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 lock. Slapping his fist together. Putting his, putting his wrist together. Doesn't to know he's locked up. P.J. couldn't respond. Just when he, he ran up against a gorilla. <laughs> and in the zoo, it's nobody to save you. <laughs> you hear them rhyme? You hear that little rhyme, people? In the zoo, there's nobody to save you. <laughs> and that's what happened. He ran up against a gorilla, and nobody could save him. The man put that that muscle on him, X'd him out. Let me get to the tail of the tape. The tail of the tape. 43% shooting for UT. 31.8 for UK. They made 14 total field goals out of 44. Lock, 3-point percentage. Neither team shot great. UT shot 36.4. UK shot 26.3. Free throw percentage. UK got to the line 29 times. Made 19, 65%. UT, 9 for 14, 64%. The rebounding margin. A lot closer than it was in Rock, uh, in rough 36 for ut 39 for uk 15 assists for ut 11 for uk eight steals for ut and those steals were probably live ball turnovers by uk that led to point uk three steals blocks five even at even at, at that but turnovers 17 for kentucky five for tennessee huge difference a huge difference now what was on the line a number one should have been a number one seed in the ncaa tourney after this game joe lenardi still didn't switch his bracket up and move kentucky down that's for another day y'all know how i Feel about that. Know how I feel about that. That's dead wrong. If you beat a team that's number one and you're number two, you should move to number one. It's real easy. It's real easy. I believe the SEC player of the year was up for grabs during this win. Grant Williams finished with 24 and 7. PJ Washington, two for six from the field, nine for 13 from the free throw line, four turnovers, 13 points. I say that now goes to Grant Williams, the reigning SEC player of the year. This also led to momentum going into the tourney. Next week, the SEC Tourney starts. After that, the NCAA tourney. I feel UT game momentum because lingering over them was the loss at Rupp arena so with that loss they had to erase that from memory come back and play them again on rocky top and i think that momentum and that swagger and that cockiness was gained again and i was happy to see admiral back out there talking to his old self i was very very happy to see that and he played like it. as you if you watch the game as you remember him driving from the left wing the left corner and richard's jumping <laughs> and admiral going to the 10th floor and richard's going to the 7th dunk on you very very hard Very hard. Now the toughness was being reclaimed by UT. Exactly what was done. I I explained to you nine and a half minutes, no score. And then the last thing, can we stop PJ Washington? I believe that was answered. They had one player in double figure. The entire team. The number four team in the nation. One player in double figure. Lowest point total in five years. What was worse? The 86-69 win at Rupp or the 71-52? I'm going with UT. 71-52 because we let them only score 52 points. We were able to score 69 points at Rupp. Hey, it is what it is. Bone had 20 Seven Williams, twenty-four and seven. Bowden nine. Admiral Schofield, seven and seven. Lamonte Turner with four and six. UK scoring went as such: P.J. Washington with thirteen, Nick Richards with eight and seven, Keldon Johnson with seven and seven, Tyler Harrow with two for eleven. They're shooter people. Two for eleven. Six and six. Quickly off the bench had eight and four. Montgomery had two. That people is the recap of the beatdown in Kentucky. We got a qual- caller right now. Then we gonna take a commercial break. Let's get to the caller, Matthew. You're right here in the Boom Boom Room. Ron Slate, what you got to say? You got a question or an opinion? Talk to him. Hey, what about our boys locking up Mr. Bucket, Mr. Guaranteed Bucket? Right. No, no, no. Doors locked, baby. That's right. You're right. You're right. you right, and I like that. I mean, lock it down. That's exactly what they did. Exactly. And that's what we got to see more of. And I think we're going to get to see that looking at the Mississippi State game, also looking at the Kentucky game. I think that's an, aber- an aberration going forward to what we're going to do in the SEC tournament. What do you think about that? And that's exactly what I thought. I thought these last games, fantastic there. I think we, we've been kind of getting by with offense all year. I mean, we've kind of slid by, but I finished plays basketball like that. Right. They put get in your face, and they say, you know, Walker's going to foul you. Hey, Alexander might get a foul. Hey, but hey, but tone is set right there when you get down there, and you show that you're not afraid. T.J. Walsh, nah, we got, we coming for you. But hey, no. Oh, no, nah, we coming for yeah. you. Yeah. We'll see you all Saturday. Yeah. Hey. There it is. Appreciate That's it, Matthew, on. man. That's a boom, boom room member right there, Matthew. Appreciate it, brother. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back for the recap of the Mississippi State game. You're right here in the Boom Boom Room, brought to you by Full Service Insurance. I'm Ron Slay. Hang in there, people. Hang in there. We're coming right back. That's Michael McDonald. Welcome back, people. What's going on? You're right here in the Boom 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 Boom. Room. It's Friday from 5 to 6, episode 16, the grand finale, people. Full Service Insurance has brought this to you. I am your host, Ron Slay. Well... Bing! able to go to the Kentucky game um, because uh, my Endsworth Tigers lost, you know. um, I was able to go to the Kentucky game, and it's a little bit different when you're sitting there watching the game than being at home. You know, I was being hard on Kyle Alexander um, leading up to that, saying, man, he got to stay out of foul trouble. He got to pick his spots, this, that, and the other. But, man, I'm going to be honest, man. It ain't him. I'm going to be real. It ain't him, man. It's not him at all, man. The refs, I ain't going to say they picking on him, but, boy, he sure don't get the benefit of the doubt a lot of times. And seeing the game how it was being officiated, I thought some of those calls that were on him should have been let go, like the cross screen to start the game, which I like a physical presence being set. He had like two over the back calls where the man is 6'11 with long arms, man. If you're not touching the guy, you got the right, that's what he was doing early in the year, keeping the ball alive on offensive rebounds, tipping it over the guy's head. So you got the right as a a guy 6'11 to reach over somebody. Now granted, if his body touches the guy's back and he's boxing out, yeah, that's over the back, but that wasn't the case in this situation. So. So, salute to Kyle, man. He, his energy didn't change. Um, if anything, he got in there and played harder. So, I really like how he kept his emotions in check in a hostile uh, game. Also, after the game, I was able to, to talk to him and I told him, man, keep your head up, man, and, and keep pushing, man. They they can't pick on you forever. Like, the call is gonna have to go your, go, go your way. And that's the thing about sports, man. If you keep positive energy, good things are, are bound to happen. That's a guarantee. So, um, salute to him. Salute to Derek Walker coming off the bench. And I, the reason and I'm going over this so I don't forget before we move on to Mississippi State. State Salute to Derrick Walker coming in. And, man, when I say he was putting that forearm in P.J. Washington's chest, Matt, Matt, thanks for calling in, man. You reminded me of that, man. He was, woo, he was letting, letting them feel it, boy. I'm talking about they could not move without feeling that forearm in their back or their chest, and that is huge going forward, that physical presence. And you can tell by Derek Walker, he's really toned up his body and looking is moving a lot better. So I, I think he's going to be a big asset going going um Going into the tournament into the future. Um, also focus and played with great energy. Bowden shot the ball very well, even though like w- this is minus the stats. I'm talking about the energy and what you see from the eye test. Lamonte ran the team good. You know what you got from Bone. You know what you got from Williams. You know what you got from Admiral. So I think it was a collective effort and those guys getting out there and getting to it. That led up to senior night Tuesday against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, a big matchup. Mississippi State is an NCAA team, uh, worthy to be in the NCAA tournament. A team riding a hot streak with uh, um, the second leading scorer uh, uh, in uh, in Weatherspoon that they have as their guard. Um, the tail of the tape win as such. The field goal percentage. UT did shoot the ball a little bit better. 42.6%. Mississippi State was held also to 33%. The same, similar as Kentucky was. Uh, Three-point percentage. 26 for UT. 25% for Mississippi State. 76% in free throw shooting and 54% for uh, Mississippi State. The rebounding. Finally won a rebounding battle. 44-40. to assists right there around the, the yearly average of 17 compared to Mississippi State's 8. 12 steals to Mississippi State's 9. 8 blocks. It was a block party and Mississippi State was invited and they did show up. So thank you Mississippi State for bringing cups and popcorn and other food items to the party because it was a block party boy that we threw on y'all. 15 turnovers was uncharacteristic of UT Vols and I think that that will get, um, get back to normal uh, hopefully against Auburn and leading into the SEC tournament. Mississippi State followed up was 17. The thing that shouldn't be overlooked after coming off a Kentucky victory it could have been it could have been um, a, a little bit of a hangover um, as far as them giving up points but what did they do? They responded and locked it down again which, and only let uh, Mississippi State get back to 54 points and Matthew the caller um, alluded to it earlier. This is the UT that we like to see. You know what I mean? Taking pride in defense and gritting and gritting, grinding um, out possessions and most importantly finishing the possession With the rebound. I think a lot of times the defense wasn't really the problem as far as one-on-one. Yeah, the guards will get passes every now and then. But when Kyle comes over to deflect the shot or uh change the shot, we weren't doing a great job of finishing the um finishing it with the rebound. So finishing possessions with the rebound was a key component of getting that victory and shutting them down to 54 points. It was a big night for Lucas Campbell senior. Brad Woodson is a senior. Admiral Schofield is a senior. Kyle Alexander is a senior. Um Admiral showed um a, a, a lot of emotion, you know, you, you got to see tears fall from him, and me speaking as a player, there's no other no other uh, stage you can get on, man, when you're getting that overwhelming ovation from the fans walking out there for your last time on your home court, and Admiral put a post up, and I I, I, I don't know if he read it or not, but I know I typed up under it, man, I got 10 push-ups on site if you don't cry, because I, I know for sure, man, a tear is gonna fall, it's guaranteed, man, because you think about all the the injuries, the safety Sacrifices, Everything it may be, man, that you put into, you know, a, a program and helping them win. And that's what Admiral did. So, um, salute to all four of those seniors. Mississippi State scoring win as such. They were led by freshman Reggie Perry with 10 points and 12 rebounds. Who's going to be a monster? Keep that name in mind. Ben Howland has done a great job. Great job with him is bringing him on and, you know, developing him. <clears throat> Carter had 14 7. The second leading scorer in the SEC, Weatherspoon, had 7 points. 3 for 12 shooting. Lamar Peters, another great guard for. Mississippi State. Went 2 for 10 and only had 6 points. Holman had 5 and 7. Woodard had 10 and 7. Kyle Alexander finished his senior campaign with 6 and 10 at home. AD had a beautiful, beautiful night shooting the ball. Finished with 18. Grant Williams had an effort that shouldn't be overlooked with 14 and 10. Lamonte Turner had 4 and 6. Bone had 5 and 6. Bowden off the bench had 12 and 6. Jalen Johnson had a big a big, <clears throat> a big in- impact on this game with 5 points. Derrick Walker had 2 and Fulkerson had 2. So the also held Mississippi State to his lowest score of the season in 54 points. So not only did they do that in Kentucky and hold them low, but then they turned right back around against Mississippi State and held them to their season low of 54 points. He finished the season undefeated at home. Weatherspoon ended as a second-leading scorer, and five of the last six games, Weatherspoon has scored 20 points. He finished with eight turnovers also, a long whiff, a long whiff that was seven points and shooting uh, three for 12. So people, <clears throat> this was a beautiful senior night, and uh, you can't say enough about what these Seniors have done for the program, uh, getting us back to prominence and being number one in the nation, um, and and putting that spotlight on UT. I thought last year's run was 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 big time, but I can only I I see that this year what they're accomplishing and the things that they will accomplish. Those, (laughs) amen. They're setting the bar very very high, and and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be any other way. You know, um, I, I think you always should leave a program in better form or fashion than it was when you received it, and I think they have done that. So what we got to get forward to, look forward to is the Auburn game which is the season finale of the SEC we'll give you a rundown of that we'll touch on this the stuff that's going on at LSU with Will Wade man it, and, and it's, it comes at a funny time man LSU has suspended their coach indefinitely Will Wade for being caught on wiretaps not by the NCAA but by the FBI so it's a little bit different yeah and here and I tell you when you get back when we get back from this break all what we went into that um it's more to come out April 22nd when they do go to court about it. Uh, Could be some more people uh, implicated in it and subpoenas come down from that. So we just got to see, man. People, this is the Boom Boom Room. I'm Ron Slay. Brought to you by Full Service Insurance. We'll be right back. If you hear that right there playing in your speakers, if you're a sports fan, you got some Jordans on your feet or you got the opportunity to see Jordan, you know what that is. Ooh! It's March Madness time, people. We'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. We'll be right back here in the Boom Boom Room with me, Ron Slay, your host brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Now when we left off, we told you the rundown of Mississippi State. We told you the beatdown of Kentucky on Rocky Top. Guess what? Now we at the season finale. We got Auburn going into the jungle tomorrow. Gonna be a tough one. Meeting back up with Bruce Pearl who, who needs his team to get a win because they're trying to get that double by in the SEC tournament. They are sitting at 9-7 in the SEC. 10-7 and 7 could lock down that double by where they would have to play on Friday. So, what stands at stakes for us? UT's going in there to Stay even or take the lead on LSU. It's a tie right now in first. Both teams 15 and 2. LSU at 15 and 2 plays Vanderbilt at LSU on senior night. Uh we go to Auburn at 15 and 2 to play Auburn at 11 o'clock. Funny time. 11 o'clock day day game. Um and it is that's an ugly time, man, for athletes. I'm gonna be honest, man. You kind of caught in the in the midst of what you got going on. You know, you don't want to move too early, but you gotta get up and get them juices flowing. So when do you get your pregame? Do you get a good shooting in? any of that. So what you got to do is prepare your mind mentally, get out there, get to it, know you got something on the line, and know that they will be ready. Uh, the Auburn Tigers need a victory. Um, looking at it, you got the, the tell of the tape. Points averaged by Auburn is 79.9, 82.4 for UT. Points a- given up for the opponent, 68.1 for Auburn, 67.1 for UT. Field goal percentage, dead, locked at 50 for us, 44.8 percent for Auburn. Rebounds, we have the edge at 37.9. Auburn right there at 35.6. Assists, still top five in the nation in assists, averaging right there at 18.7. Auburn at 14.7. Blocks, we have the the nod at 5.5 to their 4.9. Steals, Auburn gambles a little bit more, 9.1 to our 6.1. Now, they are led by the senior guard in Bryce Brown, who coming back from last year, we thought he would be a first, <clears throat> first team all SEC or um even challenge for the SEC Player of the Year. But the way their season has went, you know, it's been a up-and-down season, the ball does hop around for Bruce Pearl down at Auburn, which gives other people opportunities to score. Um, he is their leading scorer, though, with 15.7 points per game. A guy that can get hot. Um, puts you in the mind over Juwan Smith that used to play for UT. Shout-out to Juwan. Um, you know, the, the, those guys in his system really flourish, being able to shoot the ball in transition. The pitch ahead, especially the corner and wing threes, um, they, they, they can really be dangerous. He's led by a great point guard in Jared Harper, who's averaging 15. Two points and five point eight assists. Now the season isn't. Uh, let me see. It's not a reflection of who these guys really are. These guys can go out and beat anybody. Early in the season, you saw them lost a. They lost a heartbreaker to Duke early. Played them very, very, very close. Uh, and then you you also see them get beat by an Ole Miss or you know Mississippi State. So they are a team that's formidable, formidable, and can beat any team and NCAA uh, worthy and going to have a good seed more than likely in the NCAA tournament. But with this win and a uh, feather in the cap, this could lead to a higher seed. i say probably like a, a seventh or, or, or maybe even sixth seed if they get lucky. With a loss, uh, depending on how they do in the SEC tournament, they could drop as low, I believe, as a tenth seed. So it's a lot riding on this. Austin Wiley, um, their big man, is is working his way back. He's played the last two games, working his way back from in- injuries, averaging eight, 8.2 rebounds. Uh, two other seniors besides Bryce, besides Bryce Brown um, averaging 4.5. Is Horace Spencer coming off the bench? Also, Malik Dumball, who can get hot, um, and he's averaging seven point two. Their front court is led by Chuma Okiki. Okiki, <laughs> excuse me, Okiki, eleven point five points and six point eight rebounds. And I told you about Austin Wiley. But these are guys that play a small ball, like to get up and down, which I believe plays in our favor. I think we have the we have the horses to run with them. I do believe we're also a lot deeper than Auburn. So if the game does become a track meet, which I expect it to. Uh, I, I think we that, that, that helps us in this case, especially being an early game. Hopefully some of the guys are off um, as for Auburn, and we get out there getting, getting um, physical with those guys on the wing. Um, crash the offensive boards for us, which will slow them down in transition because they got guys out ready to run. We, we combat that with an uh, offensive rebound. Um, that makes guys have to stay in make sure they have the, the rebound corralled and then can run. So it's a lot of things that go into that. Grant Williams is leading us in scoring with 19 points, not only us but the SEC in scoring and 19 points and averaging 7.6 rebounds. Right behind him at fifth in scoring in the SEC is Admiral Schofield with 16.4 points and 6.4 rebounds. Kyle Alexander has dipped under the 10 point um, average and is at 7.6 and 6.6 due to the last game. And I, I put that on consistencies of uh, uh, inconsistencies of the referees and the calls they've been giving them. So uh, our backcourt were led by Jordan Bone with 13.3 points and 6.1 assists. Um, Jordan Bone is leading the sec in assists so remind you people this is the same kid that was left off the bob Cousy finalist list (laughs) how i have no earthly idea but he was left off lamonte turner starts alongside him with 10.6 points and 3.7 assists jordan bowden comes off the bench averaging 10.3 points i do look forward to seeing jordan bowden um up for the sec six man of the year should be an interesting race i think the keys i told you the keys to the game is rebounding for us stopping them in transition uh also offensive rebounding for us. I also believe not taking the quick shot, taking the opportunity to run. When we have that opportunity, if we don't, I like to see the shot clock get 14 and below before we take our shot to slow them down because I don't believe, as you can see from their steals averaging 9 nine a game, I don't believe that that discipline defensively, I think they take a lot of risk and a lot of chances to get out in those passing lanes and run. And if we can control the tempo and control the ball and take care of the ball, we can get exactly what we want. Uh, I think our depth and our bench will play a key component in this game. Derek Walker should have a, a big game. Jalen Johnson, this is really a, a good game for him and Fulkerson coming off the bench. You know what to expect from Bowden. That is the rundown of the season finale of us going to Auburn to take care of business. Take a quick break. We're going to come right back, right here in the Boom Boom Room. We're going to get into LSU and what's going on with them. Then we also going to touch on what I think the SEC Coach of the Year would be, who I think the SEC Player of the Year would be, and then my my final four uh, for the number one seeds going into the NCAA Tournament. This is the Boom Boom Room. I'm Ron Slay. I'm your host. You stay right there. This is the SEC legend talking. Listen to me, people. We'll be right back. Welcome back, people. You're oh, back in the down. Boom Boom Room. The season finale for me, the season finale for the balls. It is what it is, people. Boom Boom boom. Room is brought to you by Full Service Insurance. 615-794-1950. Six one five seven nine four one nine five zero Follows Ron Slay on uh, Facebook Live, Ron Slay 35 on Instagram Live, Ron Slay 35 on Twitter or Periscope. Right now we got a caller right here waiting in the boom boom room. We're going to get him a shot right now. Welcome to the bar in the boom boom room. Lee, talk to me. Or tell me what you're thinking. Man, I just wanted to know what you was thinking about. Man, um, well, what do you think the keys are for UT in order to win an SEC championship and a national championship? I know they have some, you know what I'm saying, some up and down times, but mm-hmm. they've been playing good for pretty much the whole season, man. But what do you think the key is for them to be successful? All right. Um, Lee, appreciate you calling. That is a member of the Boom Boom Room. Lee asked, what are the, the, the keys to the SEC Championship or an NCAA Championship? To the SEC Championship, I think we've done what we were supposed to do. I expected us to go 16-2. and two. We'll see if that holds true. Tomorrow down at Auburn, we are 15-2 and two right now. She'll be a raucous crowd down there in Auburn, and they should be ready to go. So, we we also need a little bit of luck on our side. Um, if Vandy can finally win a game against LSU, that would help, and that'll let us win it outright. If we win and LSU wins, we tie. Uh, and in my book, that's still an SEC title, and that is back-to-back SEC titles. What is it going to take for us to win the NCAA championship? I think health, being healthy, as healthy as possible anyway, and locking down defenders, um, which I, I, I think looking at the Mississippi State game and also the um, the Kentucky game, I think that corner was turned. I think the guards took it upon themselves to keep the keep the ball in front of them. I think that's the main thing. A lot of the teams that we were playing, like guys were driving straight straight by us. and also like teams were getting hot, man. When you had a number one team coming into you, to your place, you wanna you wanna show and prove. And a lot of those games were on ESPN, so nationally ranked games. I don't think helped us at all. Um, but I think rebounding, defense, and um, the play of Jordan Bone. I think Bone Bone takes us over the hump. I think we know we're gonna get from Admiral, and we know we're gonna get from Grand Bowden shooting, Lamonte shooting. But I think Bone, man, the the kid is special. And and if he continues to play like he did in the Kentucky-Mississippi State game, also the Ole Miss game in a a little bit, um, I think that carries us over the hump, and that most definitely gets us in the title game. Now, when you get there, the lights get a lot brighter, and all it takes is one guy to step up, and we'll see what happens, man. Uh, Appreciate you calling, Lee. That's a Boom Boom Room member, people. Um, Who wins the coach of the year? I think it's between Will Wade at LSU, which he might be out of the category now because of the sanctions that have been handed down. Him being suspended indefinitely. I think Rick Barnes is in that conversation. I think Coach Kyle is in that conversation. And I also think Kermit Davis is in that conversation. If it was up to me, I probably would give it to um, Will Wade, but I don't know if that's going to work with with him being suspended and then the the FBI tapping his phone and he got allegations from that. So it's going to be tough. We got another caller. We got Robert on the line. Robert, welcome to the Boom Boom Room, man. Tell me what's on your mind Or state your opinion What's up Brian How you doing man I'm great How you doing Robert Good I was better Last Saturday Because I was up On Rocky Top With you Yeah buddy <laughs> And it was a great day But the only thing That didn't happen That I wanted to do, Why didn't you get On the mic man Man and guess what I told Jimmy D Jimmy D if you listen And I told him man Next time I come up here Don't you let that time click off that clock Without letting me Get on that mic I was supposed to Get on there At the four minute Media timeout, but there was I was such a role I think he was scared that you know it was gonna get a little too rowdy or something because it's no telling what I would say out there. But um, I told him next time, man, don't let that happen. I'm definitely getting on the mic. Well, you you tell me who I need to write a letter to because that was the only <laughs> thing that was missing all day. It was, man, and I was ready, boy. I had it built up. I had, a, I had it loaded, baby. <laughs> I hear you. We'll get him next time, man. We're gonna we're gonna go all the way, Ryan. Stick with him, baby. Most definitely. Appreciate you, Robert, for calling, man. Yeah, that is Robert. He's a boom boom room member, people. I'm telling you, man, if you were, You missed out on that Kentucky game. That was a great game to be a part of. I'm telling you. The atmosphere was crazy. Um, It was on CBS. It, It led up to what it was supposed to lead up to. Great game played by the Volunteers in a payback matchup. Who wins the SEC player of the year? This, people, I believe will be Grant Williams' year. But I do think because of Kentucky being a blue blood school, I do think it'll be a split unless they lose this last SEC game, which they play Florida at home. Don't know if it'll happen. I got Grant Williams, P.J. Washington, and Tremont Waters. I think that P.J. Washington will get the nod from the media, and I think Grant Williams will get the nod from the coaches. So I think it'll be a split SEC player of the year award. Hate that that's happening, man. Grant is leading leading the conference and scoring at 19 points a game, and actually has, has had that, that target on his back the entire year, and still went out and performed through double teams, um, not, not letting his team lose within, now granted it was more than just him, but not letting his team lose within three months. That's pretty tough to do, man, when you got a target on your back. P.J. Washington did have a beautiful stretch of games that he played, especially SEC play. Uh, from January 16th to February 20th, he averaged over 20 points um, and, and leading Kentucky back into a top five um, ranking in the, in the AP and media poll. So um, AP and the coaches poll, I'm sorry. Um, also, Tremont Waters will get a nod for leading LSU, who I believe was picked to finish last or second second to last. He's averaging 15.4 points and stayed a, a top of the conference all year. He has the lead of that group. He is second and assist in the SEC, and I don't believe any of us saw that coming. I think that, yeah, they had some controversial wins with the tip-in at, uh, at Kentucky, and then also the overtime victory against us where Javante Smart, went bananas um, and, and had a terrific game, but I, I don't believe that it should overshadow what Grant Williams has done. Real quick, before we leave, I want to let you know that LSU, Wills Wade, has been suspended indefinitely, so Vanderbilt, if you got any opportunity to get a victory, and don't go 0 for, 0 for 18 in the conference. This is the time. LSU will be without their coach. The man had um, wiretaps from the FBI where he was on um, on the call speaking to a handler of Javante Smart telling him that he made a, a bleeping good offer to the kid and the kid didn't accept it. He don't know what that was about quote to unquote. Um, also that the Javante Smart went there and Javante Smart was a top 50 player from Baton Rouge. So I say that to say if he got in Trouble for him. He got two guys that can be first round draft picks on this team. If they gave him a nice sum of money to come to school, what do you think they gave Nas Reed? What do you think they gave Tremont Waters? They coming from the East Coast, from Jersey, I believe, to Baton Rouge, Louisiana to play for LSU. Ah, you don't really, you don't really find that too, too many places. And Will Wade is a new coach. This isn't like a Dale Brown or somebody that's at LSU. This is Will Wade, man. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this this plays out. And I think he he, he withheld some information from um, LSU when it, when these allegations came up in the past and that's why he wasn't fired before then or wasn't suspended so now that these, these allegations have come out we're going to see what happened and, and see if he can hold on and even be able to coach in the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament and how, how does this team respond tomorrow on senior night um, we're going we're gonna to see that's going to be interesting um, right down there in LSU and Baton Rouge what I think people I want to give quick shout outs um, since this is the last episode Gateway Tires Golf Bolden my guy, uh, great job. Great job from you. Um, full Service Insurance, Johnny Pratt and Paul Pratt Jr. Thank you for giving this platform. Ms. Linda, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Jason, for holding us downs on the ones and twos. Um, a big shout out to Crystal Dangerfield making, uh, her all conference team. Um, Sydney, a skill wing family member for making their all conference team. Shout out to Knoxville Webb, Emery Lanier. Um, they pulling off the state championship. Uh, shout out to Coach Kyles over at Innsworth and the Innsworth Lady Tigers for handling the business. Salute to Dontavia for uh, taking home Miss Basketball. That was big time. Salute to Kaya Wynn for coming runner up. You ladies are pushing each other. That is beautiful to see. Um, a great situation to be in. And they also did win the state championship um, and we're down nine, I believe, with less than two minutes left and went on a 16-0, a 16-0 swing in the game, man. That was that was big time, man. So, salute to them for handling the business. Um, salute to my Pearl Cone Firebirds going back to the state all the way since 1998, man. We went back-to-back in 97-98. We came up short. Um, Pearl Cone will be playing Chattanooga Brainerd. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I will be in the house to go see the Firebirds. Uh, up there in the glass house, at glass house in Murfreesboro, see if they can bring home a gold ball salute to y'all, hope y'all do um, if, you st- if you paying attention to IG I will post that score sheet to let y'all know I was there, we did play Chattanooga Brandy, Chattanooga Brandy put us out but that's neither here nor there, um, we're gonna see what they're gonna do man, this is the boom boom room people, 16 weeks 16 shows it's in the books go balls, go, get ready for the SEC tournament you can follow me on Slay 35 on Instagram, Slay on Facebook, Slay 35 on Twitter. And people, that is a regular season in the books. The Vols went undefeated at home. Still in first place. We're going to see if they hold on to it for next, uh, for this game tomorrow in the season finale versus Auburn. If you're looking for me, I'll be at the SEC tournament, people. Come up to me, holler at me. Pat on the back. Tell me what you think about the Boom Boom Room show. That's it. That's all I got for you. I appreciate you being with me every Friday. Salute and shout out to Full Service Insurance, Paul Pratt and Johnny Pratt. That was a great thing you guys did for giving me this platform. Appreciate you. Love y'all. This is the Boom Boom Room. I'm Ron Slay. I'm your host, and I am out of here.